Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Fumble. As always, it's myself, Vernon Kay, and the man with the numbers, the facts, the stats, the man who is the voice of the Champions League and the Premier League on BT Sport. Let's welcome, as always, the one and only Darren Fletcher. Darren, it's been it's been good to hear you back hosting Champions League on BT Sport. Oh, thank you. Um, and when you bill me like that, it, it absolutely proves beyond doubt that I'm a complete waste of time for the NFL. <laughs> it actually, it actually. Uh, it actually makes me realise that uh, we do get you uh, for great value on the fumble, uh, considering how, how intensive and extensive your CV is. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, last been an interesting week because we did um, we did Paris Saint Germain against Manchester United from a, a studio in London because we, we 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 could go to Paris, but of course we'd have to quarantine for fourteen days. So because of the restrictions at BT Sport, I was in one room with a laptop, and Steve McManaman, my co-commentator, was in a different room. No way! Yeah, and we could only see each other via the screen on the laptop. <laughs> we did an entire Champions League match, and we weren't even in the same room. Uh, um, you never guessed. I'll be honest with you, you'd never have guessed. You'd never have guessed. When we did the Formula E in Berlin, our two race commentators, Jack Nichols and Dario Franchitti, they were in the same room, but they were in, like, Zorbs. Right. You know, they, they were in, like, literally their own bubbles with their yeah. microphones and their facts and stat sheets all over the place. It was really interesting to see. But I can't imagine being... Were you in one of those... <clears throat> I've been to BT Sports Studio. Were you, were you in one of the voiceover booths watching yeah. Steve speak? Yeah, so Steve was ne- in, the, in the one next door. So you can't actually see into there. So what the plan is, is they're going to knock part of the wall down and put a window in so that we can at least make eye contact. So that was, that was mad. Um, and it was made even more mad by the fact that Darren Fletcher was in the studio with Rio and Owen Hargreaves. So Gary Lineker hands over at eight o'clock and said, we've proved beyond doubt tonight that there are two Darren Fletchers. So that was, it was all a bit mad this, this Tuesday night. But last night was, it was a lot better. We were at Manchester City in the cold in the stadium, watched it, enjoyed it. So it's been a bit of a mad week already. So it's, it's quite nice to sit down and talk about something normal with you. Nice. Nice, very good. Well, as, like I said, Darren, it, it, was, uh, it was nice to get the Champions League ball rolling down the hill finally. And uh, good to see 
some weird and wonderful results, as always, in the Champions League. And it is disappointed that Cristiano Ronaldo has had another, a second test for COVID positive. But as is with the NFL, a lot of players are getting COVID-19 but being put on the COVID IR bench. I want to talk about two players in particular today on the pod, Darren. And one of them, I think, has proven himself to be and I think he will be one of the greatest running backs the NFL has ever seen. We're talking about Derek Henry. We've, we've oh. talked about him before. Is he unstoppable? Is he in line for an MVP award? Are the Tennessee Titans going to have a serious, a serious Super Bowl run under the tenureship, shall we say, of Ryan Tannehill with Derek Henry behind him? What do you think about these Titans? I would say pretty much yes to all of it. And I get the impression that you would probably agree as well. I mean, when we did the predictions at the start of the season, we agreed, didn't we, that the three teams in the AFC, the Ravens, the Chiefs and the Titans, were separated from the rest. Now, I think that Pittsburgh might be rapidly catching them, certainly the way things are going at the moment. But I mean, Derek Henry just kind of takes this to an entirely different level. I mean, he's old school, isn't he? I mean, he's... If he was playing in the 70s or 80s, they would have loved him back then. He'd be an Oakland Raider. <laughs> yeah, he would. And back then, running backs meant a lot more than they mean now. And, and I said to you the other day, and I genuinely mean this, you know, there's this adage in the NFL at the moment that you don't draft a running back in the first round. You know, you can find one in round three or round four. Well, you can, but they're not as good as the ones you take in the first round, are they? I mean, you think about Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley. I know he's injured at the minute. You know, Derek Henry, the best running backs in the league at the minute, were drafted early. You know, they were superstars in college and they're superstars in the NFL. But I look at this guy. The thing that does me more than anything else, this is a, an, an extremely large man. Right? Yeah. He is wide. He's tall. He's heavy. He's powerful. But when he went on the long run, the other day... Against the Texans. There was a defensive back chasing him who was probably 70 pounds lighter and supposedly faster. <laughs> and he just wasn't gaining on the big fella whatsoever. It was like Derrick Henry was going downhill and everybody else was going uphill. And I sat there thinking, how on earth can a man of that size run away from everybody like that? He's a physical freak. It's unbelievable yeah. watching him play. He runs in slow motion, but then when you put everyone else in the equation, when everyone else appears in the picture on TV chasing Derrick Henry, you realise, hang on a minute, this guy is no slouch. He's unbelievable. And I saw him do a couple of things that I like to see Derrick Henry do, which is run outside the tackles. Usually you'd think, Derrick Henry, let's get him in between the guards, or the centre, let's, 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 let's pound the defensive line, because that's one of the key strategies of any offence with a running back like that is tire out and wear out the defensive line and let's ruin the linebackers. But they started to run him outside the tackles and I think, hang on a minute, they're now making a statement by making Derek Henry, I mean, it's cruel on DBs, but they want him to run over the free safety, the strong safety and the cornerbacks. It's outrageous because he's, got, he's, he's physically built and he's good enough to do it. There's a wonderful parallel and if you've, if, if you've not seen this, Fumbleites, Take the opportunity to do it. The Tennessee Titans are the Houston Oilers of a few years ago. So the Houston franchise relocated to Nashville and all this. So the, the Tennessee Titans are the Houston Oilers. If you go back to the, the late 70s, early 80s, the Houston Oilers had a running back called Earl Campbell. 
Now, Earl Campbell, when you've seen those cranes with the gigantic concrete ball on it, knocking tall buildings down, Earl Campbell did that to NFL linebackers for a long time. And he would literally run over people, run through people, and he also had the breakaway speed to, to turn big gains too. So if you get the chance, Google Earl Campbell, go to YouTube or whatever and take a look. He is great. But Derek Henry is the modern-day Earl Campbell, and he's the perfect fit for the franchise because the original was a Houston Oiler. The modern-day version is a Tennessee Titan. And it, I, I just there's something special about watching an athlete in any sport who is just better than the people around them. And if they're on it, you can't stop them. So you watch Usain Bolt, and I don't care how fast you think you can run. If Usain Bolt's on it, he's winning the 100 metres. And we all know it and we love it, you know? If, if Roger Federer is at the peak of his powers, he's winning Wimbledon. And there's nothing you can do about it. And we sit back and marvel. If Derek Henry's on a going day, he's getting 150 yards, however many touchdowns he wants, <laughs> you even think about telling him he can't do it, or look in his direction the wrong way, he's going to make sure you never forget that moment. He's just he, absolutely amazing. He's running, he's running over. He's like a hot knife through butter. But what's interesting, okay, let, so let, let's put that Derek Henry and the Tennessee Titans story to one side, and let's turn another page of the Titans' offense, and let's, uh, let's throw this into the mix. Ryan Tannehill is throwing for multiple touchdowns per game now, Darren. That's yeah. something that we never thought would happen when he made that move for the Miami Dolphins. Everyone thought that he was just under centre, making up the numbers because they got Derrick Henry. But now this offence is really coming to fruition with Tannehill proving a point. Yeah, there's a few things I'd say about Tennessee. <clears throat> and it starts at the top. And you think about the head coach, Mike Vrabel, who, to all intents and purposes, was the on-field brain of the New England Patriots defence for Bill Belichick. So he's always been a very cerebral player. He's now a deep thinker as a coach. And he looks as though he's got the opportunity here to be one of the next wave of, of great NFL coaches. You then look at the way that Tennessee play. And to all intents and purposes, there's not a great deal that can go wrong with it. And by that, I mean it's a relatively simple concept. They run the ball through Derrick Henry. They pass the ball medium distances. And if they want to take a deep shot, they go to A.J. Brown. They play really good functional defense. So there's not a, a huge margin for error. You know, they're not going to have a really high ceiling. But then again, they're going to have a, a pretty high floor. They're going to be in that band where you would pretty much expect it to go to plan most of the time. You look at Baltimore and you look at, Kansas City, and there are far more moving parts in those respective offences. Um, and I certainly think in Kansas City's case, they don't play defence as well as Tennessee do. So I, I think they are what they are, and I think this is what they're going to be all the way through. And I think you, you would say that barring injuries to key people, and you're talking about Ryan Tannehill and, and Derek Henry, um, you know, they should be really strong contenders in the AFC. Losing the tackle, Taylor Lewan, will be a problem for them because whenever you lose the left tackle on an offensive line, it's an issue. So they're going to have to make sure they can overcome that. But, but this is a, a very, very good football team, whether it be AFC, NFC, NFL globally. You know, they are going to be serious contenders come playoff time because they've got all the pieces in place. 
All right, we'll move swiftly on because we're doing a, we're doing a, a, a relatively short podcast because you and I have got some news to announce uh, about next week. We're excited. We've got a, a meeting straight after this one. Uh, Miami, it's now two a time, Darren. And I've got to say, I feel really, really disappointed, really upset, gutted for Ryan Fitzmagic. And he said it himself, his heart is broken, it's bleeding because he's taken the Miami Dolphins to a level which I don't think we really expected them uh, to get to so early uh, with Ryan Tannehill under centre. But he's playing some of the best football he's ever played. Back-to-back wins for the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think their record represents how good they are because they're, they're not garbage. They're not brilliant. They're a decent NFL team. Do you think it's fair that he's been benched? Well, you, you went straight onto our WhatsApp group when you saw this news. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, it's really bothered you. And I know it's bothered a lot of people because not only is, is he a, a really good player, and as you say, he's been responsible for a lot of the good things that, that Miami have been doing over the last two seasons under Brian Flores. But he's also a real character. You know, we see the beard and he's, he's a highly educated man. He looks I mean, like a great team player, Darren. Yeah, he's great in the media room, isn't he? When you see the interviews, he's got something to say. So he's become a bit of a cult figure, in, not in Miami, not just in Miami, but in NFL terms. So I get that. But I also think that when you, when you spend a draft pick as highly as the Miami Dolphins did on Tua Tungavailoa, when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick already, you've made the decision that you want to upgrade the quarterback position. And at some stage, you have to make the switch. And I think in this case, I'm quite interested because the majority of the time we see a team change the quarterback when it's going badly. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. The Dolphins here have chosen to make the change at a time when they're playing their best football of the year. So this theoretically should be a smoother transition for Tua than it would have been had they been one and five. At the minute, they're three and three. They've got a bit of momentum. There's a bit of confidence in the room. And now they introduce the quarterback who they think can be the franchise quarterback for the next decade. I quite like the timing. I feel for Fitzpatrick, obviously. But I think it's going to be fascinating to see whether making the change when things are actually going well benefits Tua, benefits the Miami Dolphins. So I've not got a problem with it. I feel for Fitzpatrick. I think he'll probably pop up next year somewhere as a starting quarterback again. But I, I think it's really interesting that they've decided to make the change now and not when the wheels are falling off in, a, in, in an emphatic way. All right, so we go from one of the youngest, uh, hopefully a superstar of the NFL, to a game which took place at the weekend with two of the biggest veteran quarterbacks in the NFL. We saw Aaron Rodgers take on Tom Brady, battle of the 12s. Brady obviously came out on top, but Green Bay, Darren, they were non-existent. You see, I find it difficult at the minute to read the NFL because our Chicago Bears are five and one, and they're getting battered from all sides. So yes. played six, won five, lost one, and everybody still insists they're crap. But they're five and one. They lead the division. The playoffs started now. They would be in the playoffs and they would win the, the NFC North. Now, everybody says, yeah, but they're not as good as Green Bay. Well, hang on a second. The Bears beat Tampa Bay. The Bears beat Brady. And when I looked, the Packers got smashed to pieces by the Buccaneers. They just Brilliant. didn't lose at the weekend. They were they absolutely splattered. Yeah. You know, Rodgers was running for his life. You know, that didn't happen to Nick Foles. So I'm finding it difficult to to gauge. Last year, the knock on Green Bay was they weren't as good as the record suggests. 
the early weeks of the season indicated they got a little bit better, but then they run into Tampa Bay and they get beaten as emphatically as they do. So I, I, I'm still not sure about the Green Bay Packers. All I know is that Chicago beat Tampa Bay and the Bears aren't supposed to be any good. The Green Bay Packers were supposed to be the best team in the NFL last week. If you looked at all of the power rankings from the so-called experts, Green Bay had gone past Kansas City. They were number one in the league. And then they roll into Tampa and they get beaten like that. They were beaten like a drum, I think the phrase is. So I'd be concerned if I was a Packer fan this week because they shouldn't be losing in that manner to that team, especially when you think about the, the, the Bears were able to beat them the game before. All right, so I've got another matchup for you, Darren, which I want you to quickly assess for us. And it was a beauty, all right? We, saw, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, we talked about Tom Brady, two vets of the NFL, and you and I have been banging on about this new generation of NFL quarterback. We're in a time now where if you're coming into the NFL, it's really exciting because we're going to see new, fresh talent, really good quarterbacks develop, blossom, and become superstars and possibly Hall of Famers. Patrick Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs took on uh, our dear friends, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, two yeah. quarterbacks with phenomenal arms. Okay, and we've talked up the Bills in the past, but I want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because they did one thing which surprised me. They've turned to the running game, Garrett, Darren. Yeah, yeah. And you might think that that might happen a little bit more now they've signed Le'Veon Bell. Don't know whether he's going to be active this week, but, but he's certainly going to be active by the following week. Um, I looked at this, and when I reflected on it, and I'm a big fan of what Josh Allen's done. I think of his quarterback class, he will turn out to be the best of the four. And the four that we're talking about were Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and him. And he, if you could redraft, you would take him with the first pick. So he's great. But when I saw him against Patrick Mahomes, I thought, this is a Lamborghini against a Range Rover Sport. They're both fantastic in their own way, and they can both turn heads. But if you want the flair and you want the precision and you want that little bit of, ooh, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. If I want, you know, a bit of speed and a bit of style, but there might be a certain time when I need to get plenty in and the terrain might not be ideal, then I'm taking Josh Allen. So I thought they were different in their own way. Um, they're both going to be you know, franchise quarterbacks for the next decade for, for those two franchises. And Josh Allen is probably the fastest developing quarterback in the league at the moment. But it, it did kind of emphasise to me how big the gap is. And I think every time he plays an heir apparent, the gap gets wider. I mean, what he did to Lamar Jackson, he looks on a completely different level to him. So I thought that was fascinating. What I wanted to throw at you, while we're doing these questions, because I've just seen a little bit of breaking news, by the way, which we sometimes get while we're recording yeah. Fumble. Right. Yeah. So you put a picture up on our WhatsApp group this morning that you, you managed to acquire by fair means or foul, a Pittsburgh Steelers Antonio Brown jersey, which you really chuffed the bits about, which I'm, so I'm pleased Yeah, with. yeah. 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 It, so, and it's a legitimate one. It's a proper, proper right. game day jersey type thing. Yeah. It's really nice, really smart. The white one with the yellow. It's great. So he's going to be back in the league after week eight. The suspension's over. And it looks as though he's going to sign for the Seattle Seahawks. No! Yeah. And I've also just seen today, it looks as though 
the Baltimore Ravens are going to sign Des Bryant. So in the wow. next few weeks, we, we will probably have Antonio Brown and Des Bryant back in the NFL. So, you know, that, I've got to say, look, I know they've had problems off the field, Antonio Brown in a different way to others, but let's just talk about him as an NFL player. I love, love him as a wide receiver. I absolutely adore Des Bryant as a wide receiver because he, to me, is what a wide, NFL wide receiver is. He's loud, he's brash, he's big. He can make every catch, and when he makes it, he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you how he made it, why he made it, and he's going to show you up. So I think Des back in the league is brilliant. So I think the prospect of those two being back in the NFL is, 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 is great, especially on, on two teams who you would expect to be contending pretty strongly come play, playoff time as well. Yeah, I, I get it. Two great, great names. It's good to have them back in the league. Two great characters for different reasons. Uh, you know, putting the controversial ones to one side, obviously. But I'm gutted that Antonio Brown is going to go to Seattle because I've got DK Metcalf in my fancy team. And he's been blowing out the water, Tyler Lockett. But you think about that now. All of a sudden, Russell Wilson has a really good running game. Then he goes, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Antonio Brown. Who do you cover? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, when it gets gets to, to, to the business end, that's a matchup nightmare for, for a team in the NFC. And then you think about um, the Ravens, who have got speed in, in Hollywood Brown, and they've got three running backs in Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and uh, the other one, whose name escapes me, Gus Edwards. They've got the tight end in Mark Andrews, and then you throw into the mix a different type of big-bodied receiver in Des Bryant. And all of a sudden, the red zone becomes a really difficult place to defend against Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, who can run with the ball. Three running backs, tight end, Des Bryant, speed. You've got the lot on the offensive side, haven't you, if you're Baltimore now? Yeah, 100%. And it's interesting that, you know, Des has been out of the league for some time now. And all that time, he's been sat watching the Dallas Cowboys implode. (laughs) I mean, we talked about Jack Prescott, and we would never wish ever, ever, ever an injury like that on any player. But it's now time for Andy Dalton. And I saw a really good conversation on Good Morning Football this week saying that, listen, this is the first time, and bearing in mind that Andy Dalton has taken the Cincinnati Bengals to the playoffs in the past, this is the first time that Andy Dalton has had a team of superstars to assist him on the offense. Just think about the weapons that he's got. He's got a great running back and he's got a great flotilla of wide receivers. Did you see this week, though, that there, an unnamed player has basically come, basically come out and said that the coaches in Dallas aren't preparing them properly for the games, that they're going into games and they don't know what they're doing because the coaching is so bad. Now, we're talking about Mike McCarthy, who won a Super Bowl with Green Bay and was there for over a decade. You're talking about really experienced people. Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator last year under Jason Garrett, so he's, it's not his first rodeo. But that's a real concern if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan and you're hearing that because you never hear that come out of an NFL locker room. In all the years I've been watching the NFL, I don't think I've ever seen a player come out and said, our coaching staff don't prepare us properly. I just, you just don't hear it. So to hear that this week and look how bad they're playing in games, that's a massive concern. And if that is the case, you can bet your bottom dollar that Jerry Jones will blow the whole thing up because he oh, won't yeah. tolerate that, will he? You know, he's, he's just not built that way as a human being that, 
that people aren't prepared. You don't become as rich and as powerful as Jerry Jones is by cutting corners. So he's got to be sat. And by the way, by the way, he might take over himself. Can you imagine that? Mike McCarthy out, Jerry in. This is the perfect scenario for me. But I, I, I had all, you know, I, I had the, the funny tweets. I thought they were funny anyway. I thought I had some funny tweets lined up and ready to go, saying, you know, Dallas, I think it's about time Dallas sacked the general manager. You yeah, know, there you I, go, yeah. yeah. And Jones, because he, yeah. He, is, he is the organ grinder, the monkey, the puppet, the whole shebang. He's unbelievable at, at, at Dallas. But now that this has come out, and a lot of NFL commentators have said exactly what you said, this never happens, and it's dangerous for it to happen, because usually these kept things are kept under tight uh, scrutiny. You know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Players don't come out and start dissing the coach. But now that it's getting to the point where the players are becoming victims of all this media assault that's falling on the Dallas Cowboys, they're turning around and saying, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. We're in meetings and we're telling the coaches what to do. Like one of the stories that blew my mind was they've just got tunnel vision in their game plan. They can't adjust. They can't fixed they can't move out of what's on the card now how many times have we seen great coaches get themselves into a mire and i'm talking about one coach in particular let's just the perfect example is the new england patriots versus the atlanta falcons at the super bowl half time the atlanta falcons are winning the super bowl by what was it 20 odd points something like that yeah bill, bill belichick changed his game plan came back and they had an offensive strike force that blew the Falcons out of the water. And we talked it before, about it before with Derek Henry. They wore the Atlanta Falcons' defense down. They ruined them. They destroyed them. They absolutely embarrassed them. And that's because they adjusted. If, if a coach can't adjust his offense or defense, that's scary. I've just written a name down on, on a piece of paper. And that name is Aaron Rodgers. And when he was at Green Bay with Mike McCarthy, he was constantly criticized for going off script for freelancing plays, for not sticking to the play call. Now, if, if, if it's right and the Dallas Cowboys players are correct and they're saying that the coach has tunnel vision and they can't alternate and, and even when it's not working, they still stick rigidly to a plan that clearly is the wrong plan, you can then understand why a quarterback as talented as Aaron Rodgers would be changing plays, freelancing, doing what he thinks he needs to do to win. You know, maybe that was the reason why that was happening in Green Bay. And maybe that's why Mike McCarthy was ejected yeah. at Green Bay. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
let's move on to some numbers. Fire away, big guy. I've only got three, and you would actually think I prepared these in advance of what you were going to talk about today, because two of them tie in directly to what we've spoken about um, on the podcast so far today. So I'll give you this one first. This has got nothing to do with it. I just thought this was fascinating. Over the first six weeks of the NFL season, at least one team has overcome at least a 16-point deficit in every game. And that's the first time in 100 seasons that that's ever happened in the NFL. Wow. This weekend was the, the Indianapolis Colts against yeah. the Bengals. There you go. There and you go. Philip, Philip Rivers, I've got to say, I, I, I've not watched Philip Rivers as much as I have watched Philip Rivers whilst he's been at the Colts. Mm-hmm. And he is old. He is knackered. He throws a wobble ball on every pass. Finito, I think it is. Yeah, big time. It's got to be his last season. You talked about Derrick Henry. He had 212 yards on the ground against Houston. He's the first running back to gain 200 yards in a single game in three successive seasons. He's had a 200-yard game three years in a row. I mean, if you have one in a career, it's astonishing. He's had one every year for three seasons now. And I wouldn't, I, if I was a betting man, I would have a bet that he's going to have 200 yards in another game between now and the end of the year. Oh, and, then well, one, and then this one, just on, on Dallas. The NFL record points allowed total in a single season is 533. It was the Baltimore Colts in 1981. And the current Dallas Cowboys team is on course to concede 581 points this year. So they're on course to concede the most points any NFL franchise has ever conceded in a regular season. That's how bleak and how bad it is if you're playing defence for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's shocking. They need to really, really start to consider about getting some people in from other franchises, I'm afraid. I think they've got to start selling uh, draft picks or something to bolster that defence. If they know it's the time, if it, if it goes beyond this week or next, I think it's game over, season over for the Dallas Cowboys. It really is. It's been a trade today, Vernon, as well. I'm not sure whether you've seen it. Um, no. Yannick Ngokwe, who was with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, who was traded to Minnesota, yeah. has been traded again. So the Baltimore Ravens have taken him for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 fifth-rounder to the Vikings. Former pro bowler, gets pressure on the quarterback. He just makes a very good defense even better. Wow, that's outrageous. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice welcome, considering that I've got the Ravens' defence on my fantasy team. 5-1, <laughs> my friend. I am 5-1. I know. I am flying. I'm 4-2, and two, and I was almost 3-3, three three, right? And there's something that I want to ask you, because I'm not sure how it works. Maybe you will, because you're the man, the numbers man on the fumble. <laughs> right? So I, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I checked my score, and I had 103 points. Yeah. Right? And then just before all the results were locked down and you get the ticker tape come down on your screen, my score went down to a 98 points. Really? So I lost a considerable amount of points. They removed points from Ryan Tannehill. I lost two points there. And I lost four points on my Baltimore Ravens defense. So there must be some kind of checks and balances system put in place with ESPN's fantasy football numbers. Yeah, and I, I, because my defense lost four points. That's huge. It is, yeah. Huge. Lost four I points overnight. I don't know why that is. 
No, and Tannehill lost two. Now, one play that I think might have had an impact was there was a Baltimore Ravens fumble on special teams, I think it was, which was recovered by the opposing special team. And I don't think they knew how to class that. Okay. Well, maybe. You know what I mean? Some kind of adjustment like that. I wonder who does that. Maybe we should find out who does the checks and balances for the numbers on, on fantasy football because a lot of people play for big money in fantasy. But did you win? I did win, so it doesn't matter. This would have been, instead of being at the end of the podcast, had you lost, this would have been at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it? You yeah. would have gone first. Go, Listen, forget all this serious NFL stuff. What about this? And you would have kicked yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Who's the guy who's pulling apart my fantasy team? <laughs> I had to stick internet Rich in his place this week because he we made a trade and he and the trade clearly has helped me quite a lot. But and he's had a bit of stick off the group, so he's constantly trying to justify the trade that he's made. So he's now claiming that I've played the lowest scoring team every week, which is absolute rubbish. I mean, when I played you in about week three. We both got well in excess of 100 points. It was a real shooter. Yeah. When I actually went through it, because of his childish argument, um, I actually realised that in no week have I played the lowest scoring team. So I'm actually 5-1. I've never played the lowest scoring team. So I see you can stick that in your pipe and smoke it and get back to working out internet issues, which is what he does for Yeah, there are, there are no, there's no real... There are, I, I swear to goodness, there are no real rights and wrongs in fantasy football. I'm the highest scoring team in our fantasy football group, but yet I sit third in our division. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's no right or wrongs in fantasy football. This is what I always say to people. If, if, if you're looking at it and people offer you trades and stuff like that, people look at overall points over a season, but that's not really what you're looking for. You need the explosive weeks because when you get, you need the players that give you kind of regular boring scores. So the running back that always gets you 12 points, that's fine. But you need a couple of players in your team that go off. So I've got George Kittle. So at tight end, he can get 28 points, but there aren't many tight ends in the NFL that can do that in fancy terms. Travis Kelsey's probably the only other one. And I've got him. All right, so when, it, when they go off, it totally changes your team, doesn't it, compared yeah. to the person you're playing. You know, if you've got Derek Henry last week, Derrick Henry's capable of 38 points or whatever it is if he gets three touchdowns and 200 yards. You win that week. So I always say to people, if you're going to make a trade, make sure there's a bit of explosion coming. You know, they might have two or three weeks where they don't get many points. But if that's counterbalanced by 30, 24, 26, 28, you'll probably win those weeks. And you've got to get the weekly wins to get yourself in the playoffs. So that's always the important thing. You've got to get the balance between steady points and the explosive weeks where you're going to get 100 plus and win your, win your week. Yeah, really good point. Have we got any further business, Darren? No, I don't think we have. Other than the fact that, breaking news, Monday night, we will be together on Channel 5, won't we? Monday night football coverage this week. Yep. Now, in what capacity, we don't know just yet. No. The reason why we're speeding along with this podcast this week is because we've got a Zoom call straight after talking about what our role will be on Monday night. Yeah. So we'll wait yeah. and see. But uh, as always, the British American football community, if you can get behind us, uh, pop in, say hello, tweet us, you know, send us some messages, all positive, of course, because it's all about yeah. the love in the NFL UK. Have you seen the game, Vern? Sorry? Have you seen the game? Which game we've got? Go on. It's the Rams and the Bears. Ah! 
But last year, last year, when I went on my pre-Christmas trip to LA, yes, I went that's to right. The Rams and the Bears. So it's 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 them. So we'll have lots to talk about, and we can dress like proper nerd fans. So. <laughs> We can wear our sassy jackets. We can wear our Walter Payton jerseys. We can throw it back. With, with like a bear's finger, a big foam one, and just have it on all night. You think yeah. anyone can anything? Exactly. Uh, and our coverage will in no way be talking up the uh, the Rams. Of course, we'll be, we'll be pro bears. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that. It'll be nice. I can't wait. It's going to be really good fun. So we're going to be live in the wee hours all the way through the programme, aren't we? So... They said to us, oh, you know, we'll get you on at the beginning and maybe the end. It's like, well, hang on a minute. If we're sat at the beginning and at the end, what are we going to do in the middle bits? Vern, I'll be honest with you. I'd drop off. If they said to me, right, come back on at the end, I'd, I'd be, I'd, they'd say, well, I'd, well, well, I'd, I'd be gone. <laughs> I'd be gone. Exactly. I need, I need, I need, to, be, uh, I need to be involved, otherwise it's pointless. Yeah, so we, we've got a Zoom call about that. So make sure you join Darren and myself on Monday night for the Bears and the Rams on Channel 5. Uh, we will be bigging you up, we uh, UK American football fans, and we really look forward to it. So we'll see you then. As always, this has been a Shooting Shark production. Darren Fletcher, Vernon Kay, bidding you farewell. Have a great week in fantasy. Stay safe, wear a mask. What's the other one? Wear a mask, wash your hands, and, 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 and stand miles apart from everyone else. There you go. Yeah, if, if you can avoid leaving your house at all, just do that. <laughs>